I've looked at love from both sides now, from give and take, and still somehow it's love's illusions I recall. Hey, you're tuned in to KSQD, Santa Cruz, 90.7 FM. <laughs> Streaming at ksqd.org and on 89.5, 89.7, and 90.7 FM here in Santa Cruz and the Montebay area. It's noontime, and I just need to let you know this one thing here, and we'll get back to, uh, and we'll have, uh, we have Steve, Dick, and Tom here in the studio. We'll get to them in just a moment here. Let's play this for you. KSQD notes with sadness the passing of Roland Rebelly, one of K-Squid's founding donors. Affectionately known as Reb, he was a successful newspaper publisher who championed journalism and local media. He and his wife Pat have been advocates and generous supporters of KSQD since our founding. Their philanthropy extended to the family shelter named in their honor and arts organizations including Santa Cruz Symphony, Santa Cruz Shakespeare, Cabrillo Festival of Contemporary Music, and many others. Our thoughts are with his wife, Pat, and their children. KSQD will be forever grateful for Roland's support, friendship, and wise counsel. Hey, and before we get to uh, the kids here, I just need to let you know about on December 5th. Oh, December 5th. What day is today? <laughs> Today's the 5th. Well, there you go. Uh, the Interact Spoken Word Open Mic Night will co-host a special youth night event with the Young Writers Program. Our community can celebrate and support local youth poets as they share their work outside at Abbott Square at 725 Front Street in downtown Santa Cruz from 7 to 9 p.m. And young writers under the age of 18 are welcome to sign up to read. Sign-ups are available at Abbott Square starting at 6.30 p.m., and the event is free and open to the public. More information is available by email at openmic at maginel.com. Actually, it's M-A-G-I-N-E-I.com, however you want to pronounce that. There you go. All the news you need to know here on The Squid. Hey, um... Let's get on with our guest today, which is something special. I got to tell you, we've got, uh, you know, normally you have musicians here with us here at the Squid at noontime, but today um, we're bringing in three guys responsible for so much of the music here in Santa Cruz uh, over decades, decades of fabulous music. And I think us musicians owe these three guys a lot, actually, and that's why I'm so happy to have them here. We've got... Dick Brundle from Fiddling Cricket Music, Steve Voke from the Ugly Mug Cafe in Soquel, and Tom Miller of TMM <laughs> Productions. I'm not sure. Is that right? TMM Productions? Yeah, it's, um, yeah, I, I guess. Too much it's, money? It's, Is that what that it's, means? More, it's more just my email address. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome. Welcome, you guys. Thank you. Good day. Hey. 
So, um, you know, and first of all, you, you three guys know each other? Yes. Yeah. We've been around. Yeah. yeah okay. And so, so Dick, I mean, you've got fiddling cricket music. Yes. And, um, and Tom, you've got your, the thing that you do. Uh, yeah, I, I, I work for various venues over the years uh, programming their music. Showcase venues, club showcase venues, vineyards, and, of course, a, a few theaters here and there and some festivals over the years. So, so Dick, I mean, the, the things that you've been doing, you've been doing a lot of the Ugly Mug and some of the other uh, shows around here. I guess you've been doing productions at Coamba and other places. And Have you also been doing stuff over the hill? Uh, no, I stopped doing that. We, I lived in San Jose for many years until my wife told me that she was moving to Santa Cruz and she'd <laughs> like me to come with her. Uh, so we actually moved, I think it was 2003 or four or five, something like that. And um, I continued to do some fiddling cricket shows over there um, at Mission City Coffee in Santa Clara. Uh, then that closed down but by that time I'd also met Steve at the Ugly Mug because it's my local coffee shop it's about a mile away from where I live and um, I can't remember whether I'd seen him at Strawberry he was on the crew one of the crews at Strawberry but I knew he was a music guy so I asked him you know could we do some music shows in here and he was uh, very open to that uh, unlike most coffee owners, coffee shop owners, who want you to bring music in, but without uh, closing the shop. So they want to keep their regular customers and people for the music, right? And in my experience, that that's just annoying to both sides. Mm -hmm. The people who are in there want to talk to their friends or read books or whatever they do in there don't want to listen to the music, right? And the people who want to listen to the music get annoyed because other people are talking and making a row. Yeah. And they play for tips. I, so I wanted to do a place where you didn't play for tips. And uh, so be willing to close the place for the show. And Steve was agreeable uh, to do that. So um, we started doing it, I think. Do you remember the date? No. Uh, and the, the poster that has it on is now covered up by one of your posters. But the first one was uh, it was Chojo Jack from the from the Waybacks oh, wow. and friends, just him and a bunch of others. Because when he lived up this, in in this area, and uh, I think it's got to be around two thousand and six, guessing. Okay. Um, and we've been doing it. So when you would said that Steve was a music guy. What did that mean? Did it mean I that he enjoyed music, or that he was? Are you? Were you in the music <laughs> business? Or uh, what? No, <laughs> we just uh, we'd see each other at Strawberry um, when when he was a camper and I was a worker or whatever. I, no, I was a camper who figured out how to get in for free. <laughs> That's what Strawberry was about. <laughs> um, and then just knowing music and see, and being around it, uh, liking to go see music. All and right. then he's like, "Hey, you guys have a venue." Oh, I have a venue. Yeah. Well, I, I got to tell you, I mean, you two guys, I'm just, the ugly mug to me is like just, I mean, and, and it's not just me. I mean, it's just a lot of us musicians. We love that place because just like what you said, Dick, you know, it's so like many it. of us, we play, we play these places all the time where, you know, we're just kind of like background music, yeah. you know, and nobody's really, I mean, some people are listening and stuff and, you know, um, 
and you know, some of us do pretty well on some of it. And I got people singing along with. It all depends on the crowd. I mean, mm-hmm. it changes from it changes from show to show. You know, whatever we're doing, and who's there. But uh, but it, you've got a listening room where people just sit there and listen. I mean, I can't tell you how much yeah. I appreciate playing over there yeah. and where people. I mean, because last time I show I did at your place, I finally just sat there. I mean, just did a bunch of originals and people actually listen to originals. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That, uh, well, I had I had to persuade him to get a, a beer and wine license, ah. <laughs> which he did. Actually, I think he got was it the beer first or the wine first? Beer, no, beer, and they didn't give him a wine uh, uh, license initially because they said you don't sell enough food for a wine license. From which I concluded that beer drinkers don't eat. And wine drinkers do, oh, well. <laughs> because somehow they were split up. That's crazy. Uh, but eventually got wine as well. So that was the only requirement I made, plus it'd be closed for the, for the show. That's great. And, and Tom, so, I mean, you, you've never, you probably have never booked anything over at the Mug, huh? Um, I don't know. I, I've sent people their way, because um, it's, it's the place right now. You know the the artists that were like could sell ninety or a hundred uh, tickets. You know that's a little too small for some of the bigger venues in town. Mm-hmm. Um, it was you know it was great for Michaels on Main, um, even Don Quixote's. We could set even Don Quixote's up where if you had ninety people in the room with tables and chairs, we could make it look kind of full. And but. Some of those artists, uh, those venues are, are gone. Michael's on Main is gone. There's, right. there's a hole. Yeah, right. There's a big hole. And uh, some of those artists that were selling 80 or 90 tickets now, and it's post-COVID, you know, the, the numbers may not be up as much. And so they're, they're selling 50, 60 tickets. The, you know, all of those acts, there's a big hole f- and, and no place for them to play. And so the, the, yeah. the ugly mug is the perfect place in town. Because it's a listening room, you know. It's you sit and you know the only people in there, like Dick says, are people that are there to to, to focus and hang on every note. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. We appreciate that too. And the, the original idea was just to do local people because there were so many. My idea, not like San Jose where I was before, you know, where there's a huge uh, uh, number of people around a million plus right there right. but there were no venues but uh in santa cruz there's all these musicians and they had nowhere to play for sit down concerts i thought well let's just do the locals yeah I was, and that's i think what we did the first first thing we did in there was actually uh, one a week for the summer like seven weeks and then we changed the way to that was far too much but the idea was for locals but the problem is, once you get any success, <laughs> you are then overwhelmed with people yeah, yeah. who are touring to want yeah, to come yeah. and play. Yeah. All right? Uh, so we deviated from that and now have a mixture of touring people and locals. That's great. But I think more and more, we're probably going back to the locals, more of the locals. Mm. Uh, well, I see your lineup that you have for the next uh, couple of months, and yeah, it looks great. Yeah. Well, the locals love to play where the international and national touring bands play. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's true. But, uh, yeah. but we only do two, in this series, we only do two a month, the Fiddling Cricket 
and and don't forget Marky Starks and Canyon mm-hmm. Acoustic Society, my partner in it. So there are more people who want to play than that. So I send them to Steve if they contact me first and say, well, you can do an independent wow. show there. Talk to Steve because he's the boss. Yeah. <laughs> he yes. also runs the sound, makes a pretty good job yes. of it. Yeah, you know, you do, you do a great job. Right? You do a great job. Hey, Steve, so let me ask you, I mean, how did, I mean, when did you open up the mug and, and what were you doing before? I was just doing coffee all the way from roasting and to uh, delivery to packaging, and then I realized that what I wanted to be was with people, and so we started working at a coffee shop, and that was starting in '86, and then '86. Uh, '86. That's like, what, that was at the mug. Uh, no, years ago in over oh. the hill. Oh, okay. And then um, I think it was '96. Wow, it's '96. We opened the ugly mug, and I thought. Oh, it's gonna be infinitely successful. Well, you know, we're okay. <laughs> yeah, ninety six. I don't. Th- I mean, there were some really great shops right over there, right next door to you, and right across the street. They used to be Maddox Bakery, yeah. where Aldo's is now, and then uh, it was Mulligan's. Mulligan's Bar was across the street. Yeah, know? those are a little earlier than that time. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. But I mean, I'm, yeah, but those are. I'm uh, here from the seventies, so we used to play softball against Mulligan's and the Tampico Kitchen and. All these other places, you know. Let me ask you a question then. You've been you've been here since the seventies. I've been here since seventy one. Wow. I just moved from I, one beach boardwalk town from Coney Island to <laughs> another beach boardwalk town. I didn't realize that you had been that local for a long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I started off as a as a dishwasher at the crow's nest, you know. <laughs> thought I had other plans on what I thought I was going to do, but it turned out that, that didn't work out. So. <laughs> And life evolved, and here I am making the big bucks at at K Squid. At K Squid, right? <laughs> no, but I'm having a great time, and I'm glad. I can't, I couldn't think of a better place to have landed to, to be here in Santa Cruz with so much talent, so much talent. I mean, just uh, in all the different arts. I mean, every form mm-hmm. of art that you can think of, we've got it here. Hey, and and just you mentioned Marky Stark, so I, I just want to play something here for a second here for you guys. Hi, hi, Andy. This is Marky Starks. I have a couple of uh, announcements for you. One is about <clears throat> Dick Brundle. Well, with Dick, you could never find a harder working, more honest, and up to the minute guy. He's fun. Oh, yeah. All the years we've had working together, there has always been a lot of fun. Now, you never want to mess with Dick, and that's why we have Dan Facciola and he's watching the outside door. But all these years, working with them at the Ugly Mug has been an irreplaceable thing, thanks to Dick Brundle. Now, <clears throat> Steve Volk, what a cool guy. He has managed to keep the mug open all these years. Just that means so much to us. He runs the lights, the sound. Excellent job in itself. He arranges the chairs. Oh, yeah, and he cleans up. He always has a barrister available to mix the coffees and other things, and so much more. Steve has a way of knowing just what we need, and we'll always have it available. Steve will pull a few tricks, like raising his hand when Dick asks if anyone is new to the mug. 
He doesn't dance like Dick and Jenny, but he always is a life force ready to jump in. There you go, the fabulous Marky Starks. We love her. So, so remind me, Steve, what did we pay her to say that? Ah. Can you remember? Ah. I can't discuss it at that time. This time. Ah. Oh, I didn't realize the mic was on. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I, I, I didn't want to miss out by asking you, Dick, about um, can we talk a little bit about utilizing synchrotron radiation in advanced materials? <laughs> Where did you pull that out from? Oh, probably, I don't know if <laughs> I got it off of LinkedIn or where uh, I got it, but yeah. But we worked in some of the same places. You were working at, at uh, IBM and Intel, I mean, at, at AMD, and I was working for DevCon yeah. Construction, building a bunch of those things back then. Yeah. So what would you like to know? <laughs> <laughs> is it still relevant, you know? Um, well, synchrotron radiation still is. How long have you been out of that? Uh, I'm a... You know, scientist by background. This has always only been a hobby for me. Uh, you know, opposed to Tom, it's his, his business for many years. And Steve, it's part of his business. Uh, so as a scientist, I've been active for actually over 50 years <laughs> now. Uh, Do you ever look at the thin film on, on Steve's mugs? Uh, no, but I, I have plenty of people I could send it to, if you know, to do it. But it, it, it'll cost him about $500 an hour. Right. So, yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> for the analysis. <laughs> hey, so I'm going to ask, so Tom and Dick, what's, this, what's the difference of between what the two of you guys do? I mean, uh, I mean, you book shows for The Mug and maybe a few other places, and Tom... Uh, we talked, you know, I was thinking about an idea that I had for another venue on the west side of town. Um, and basically, it was putting a lot of responsibility potentially on the owner. So, but what's, mm -hmm. what's the difference between the, how, what you do and what Dick does? Is there any difference? Well, I, I think in the end, it comes down to the same thing. There's wonderful music coming from all over the place onto a stage. Um, uh, I, I've always for the most part worked for small venues like ot prices music hall uh we we turned to uh what was at that time a roadside tavern in ben Lomond called henflings which th at that mm -hmm. time was you know sunday afternoons biker bar and stuff we managed to turn it into a seated listening room um uh, just like dick says the only people that can be in the room are the people who bought a ticket and uh, you could take a roadside tavern and have throat singers from Tuva and Swedish folk bands and father-daughter teams from Africa, foho bands from Brazil. Um, it, there's all kinds of stuff you can do with any room. And uh, and then I went from Henflings to, uh, we, uh, to Don Quixote's International Music Hall and then Michael's on Main. And I, I was always working for the owners of the venue. Um, and... Uh, you know, doing the, the booking, the promotion, the show coordination, all of that. Whereas Dick's an independent promoter on his own. Hmm. Yeah, can I weigh on that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I knew about Tom's shows and Hentlings, be uh, not by the internet because it didn't wasn't around then. Uh, but whatever, and I saw some of the performances. Those are people I really like to go and see. Um, so eventually, I did. Uh, and met Tom. And the other reason was there were plenty of people who would play Henflings and would play in what was originally Cafe Trump Lloyd, became the Cafe T, became Espresso Garden. 
the same people would play both because the, they're on, though they're only 25 miles apart, there's a hill in between <laughs> mm. and uh, most uh, valley people won't come over here and most Santa Cruz people, well, they have a hard time even getting to... to uh, <laughs> To Hendlings. <laughs> well, I was just—I was just going to say, there's some people on the west side that won't go to Aptos, and people in right. Aptos that won't exactly. come to the west side because right. exactly. the traffic is. Yeah, but they'll—they'll uh, they'll come for the for the touring acts if that's they the will. only place that they yes. can see them. Yeah. Yeah. But we started actually co-booking things. He would say, mm -hmm. "I'm booking so and so. Could you do it at Ugly Mug? Sure." And then eventually, you actually book some shows yeah. as well at the Ugly Mug. Uh, no, no, at Espresso. Uh, at Espresso Garden. Yeah, yeah I actually uh, had fill in the other dates. And yeah. yes, the lady that owned it hired me for, I don't know, nine months, a year. I don't even know how long it was, but we put some nice acts yeah. in there. So that was another series there. But we obviously had at least some similar tastes in music. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, what got Tom and I together. That's great. Uh, we did some things up Redwood City as well in uh, the Little Fox. At the Little Fox in Redwood Together. City, yeah. Oh, uh -huh. yeah. That's a big venue. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah. so uh, and I, I love the stuff Dick, Dick does. I've, it's, been, it's been fun working with him all these years. Is there anything the two of you guys can do together? Um, well, if Tom books something... Boxer Day. I would <laughs> always consider co-sponsoring it right and i still have an active email list of over a thousand names mm -hmm. from over in the valley mm -hmm. right they don't come very much to here but interestingly i've got about another thousand this side email they have a higher opening rate for shows <laughs> than people from this side wow and wow. i put that down to the fact that there is still a dearth over there though there are more venues now there's still a dearth of the kind of music that Tom and I like to do it, and they like to keep they like to keep track of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, and his mailing so list is awesome. His so many times he supported so many shows that I presented at various venues over the years, and it's made a big difference because his 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 audience is very dedicated. You know, they're very you know if he puts the word out there that this is happening, even if it's an artist they don't know, uh, that some obscure artist from another part of the world, they'll pay attention to it because Dick sent a mailer out. So, Tommy, I mean, so, Dick, are you saying that the type of music that we have here in Santa Cruz is uh, what would be uh, what people are looking for on the other side of the hill? Uh, there is certainly an audience for that, and there are not many venues, but there are more than there used to be. But there's another thing, which I guess is a down rather than up, which is a certain demographic. And both Tom and I are uh, getting on for 30 years older than when we first met, and I don't want Tom's demographic, but mine's got 30 years older too. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I would really love to get more younger people into my series than into mm -hmm. the Ugly Mug in general. But I really don't know how to do that. Well, you can book a lot of younger bands. And sometimes the younger you book a young bluegrass band and then you look out in the audience and it's still baby boomers in the audience. Yes. <laughs> you <laughs> know, because they, they, they support well, the you music. Look at yeah, but I, I'd like to do it to get the younger audience in as well. Right, but yeah. That's the thing. Well, you but, look at like Alison Steele and Sugar on the Pound and yeah. By the Pound and all that. And eh. I mean, that's a younger group. A and Alison has gray hair now. <laughs> Does she really? Actually, I didn't notice that. Highlight it. Uh, but yeah. uh, she's not young, but she's a lot younger than us. No, sure. I, I looked at it. I thought she yeah. was pretty young. You know? I thought she was. 
not exactly of my age. No, no. And of course, we are here having her there this Friday. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Coyote Moon with yeah. Patty Maxine, who brings everybody in every time. Patty, who? <laughs> uh, I think we're we're that Smith, name. right? I heard that name Patty before. Yeah. Maxine Smith. Boy, yeah. talk about talk about a Santa Cruz treasure. Yeah, she's amazing. Hey, you know, I got to play one more. Th- I got to play another thing here for you. Here, let's do this one. Hi, Andy, and thanks for having me participate in this. Um, Harp and Johnny. It's Trapper. wonderful that we have help from all these great promoters in our area. Um, I don't really know Dick and Steve too well, but I, I do really appreciate their commitment to live music and all their hard work and promotions that they've done through the years. But I, I did work with Tom Miller quite a bit and uh, hope to in the future as well. And what I most loved about Tom is his work ethic and his commitment to the bookings. He also has a real extensive history and knowledge of music and artists in our area, as well as um, in the whole country and out of the country with all his bookings through the years in the different venues that he helped promote. And um, working with him through all those years, I don't think I was ever double booked or lost a gig. He's always very conscientious and aware of what the artists have to deal with, as well as what he's dealing with, trying to book everybody and get it all correct. Um, but with Tom, if he said you were booked, you were booked, and he wouldn't unbook you, which I really appreciate. He also would help you promote shows and let you know what could help you out to get more people at your gigs. And just a wonderful guy, and I want to really thank Tom for his professionalism and his friendship. Um, another thing that was kind of cool was before, um, I met my wife, she reached out to him about helping her find local artists for a charity event. And she mentioned that he was very helpful, kind and accommodating and gave her some names. And so she could have her charity event. And actually in a segue, she actually contacted me to play her event and that was how we met. So I am forever thankful in that regard. And that was pretty cool. Um, I also want to thank Andy and K-Squid for all their dedication and help with my career and with helping bring live music out into the community. Thanks so much, you guys. Bye-bye. Hey, let's do, let's do one more. Here, let's do one more while we're at this. Hey everyone, this is Carolyn Sills of the Carolyn Sills Combo and Poi Rogers, and I can't say enough wonderful things about Dick Brundle, Steve Voke, and Tom Miller. Literally three of the most supportive people we've encountered as musicians here in town. Tom actually booked our first big show here in Santa Cruz back in 2010. We had just been in town a few months and were slowly meeting musicians and putting a band together, uh, but we had been doing a Patsy Klein Christmas show for years back in New York, and Tom was up for hosting us at Don Quixote's that year without really knowing us and knowing we didn't have a big draw yet. And luckily, it was publicized well, and we had a full house that night. And I really think that was a show that jump-started our career here in Santa Cruz. Uh, We met Dick Brundle shortly after that and did numerous fiddling cricket shows with him at the Ugly Mug, as well as other venues in and out of town. And Steve Volk, one of my favorite people to drink whiskey with. The way he welcomes musicians and their audience to the Ugly Mug for some of the most beautifully intimate shows in town. It's really the perfect space for that kind of show, too. And I think Santa Cruz, with so many acoustic players and singer-songwriters, is oh so lucky to have it. 
Over the years, Dick and Tom have so generously introduced us to countless other promoters and venues and have shown genuine interest in helping us expand our career, which we so appreciate. That's really what I value in these three guys so much. There's no question about it. They are in this for the sake of the music and truly respect the musician. I know it sounds like a normal prerequisite for becoming a promoter or a venue owner, but you'd be surprised. Uh, Plus, they've shared so many crazy and wonderful stories with us about the musical history of Santa Cruz, all the venues that have come and gone, legendary musicians that came through town before and after they made it big. They've seen it all, and they're always happy to share it with us, which always fuels our excitement for being a part of this community even more. Uh, These three guys are truly treasures in town, no question about it, and I know the Santa Cruz music community is oh so grateful for them. So thank you, Dick, Steve, and Tom, and thanks, Andy and K-Squid, for celebrating these three gents. We appreciate you guys. Hi, this is. So there you go, couple of couple of fans. I tell you, you guys are you guys. I hope you guys know how much you're loved, you know, and yeah. appreciated. The thing, the thing about Carolyn, Carolyn, thanks for that. I apologize that I have not been successful in getting you a gig in Hawaii yet, which I said <laughs> I would try and do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep trying. <laughs> yeah, they probably have to start working on some Don Ho songs, huh? Well, I have some contacts over there because uh, we go over there fairly regularly mm-hmm. and, and particularly amongst the slack key guys and everything. Oh, so which, I, which island in particular? Uh, big island, mainly, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm sure Patty Maxine knows some people. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, one of the, um, a couple of the really fun shows that I've seen at, at uh, Michael's on Main was uh, Kinky Friedman oh, and oh. Uh, Scarlett Rivera. Oh yeah, uh, Scarlett Rivera. I mean, I, there was just something about Rolling Thunder. Watching her on Rolling Thunder with Bob Dylan when they did one more cup of one more cup of coffee. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. But um, I, it just kind of just, just kind of shook me that song. It just kind of shook me. I had to go see Scarlett Rivera. Was she with she, Eric Anderson? Who did she? She came I, with. I don't remember. I I don't remember if she who if she was with somebody. She might have been. But did you book both of those people? Well, Eric Anderson played a number of times at Michael's. I mean, you just played Eric Anderson a few minutes ago. Yeah, uh-huh. um, and uh, but Scarlett Rivera, I, she there there was a trio or, uh, of, and I can't remember exactly who they were, but it was a great great trio, um, and and she was there. I have to uh, go back and look and see what that show was. Yeah, but did you book Kinky? Kinky, yeah, yeah, he played on a Monday night. Oh, that was great! I love that. I love that guy. Yeah, I, I, I did, I wanna, I did I wa- that in association with uh, Folk, yeah. Okay. And he he did one at Mo's Alley, very similar show, about three years before that as well. Huh. I don't. You probably weren't involved in that. N- no. Huh? It was very similar. Sit down show. You know, not not sounded and. I want to play. I, you know, yeah. I, there's a bunch of his songs I just can't play here on the radio station. <laughs> I love him, you know. He but, was a sweet guy too. Oh, he's yeah. great. And ran for ran for governor of Texas. I, I tell you one thing that he did at the end of the show. You know, he had the same bass player with him, Ratso, always. And uh, obviously, Kinky is Jewish. Yep. Uh, Ratso, it turns out, is an Arab. And uh, mm. they stood up at the end and held hands and said they thought they were the the best last chance for peace. Well, and. That's great. Uh, you know, I, I mean, you really got to listen to Kinky's lyrics to the songs. There's a lot of meaning in those songs. I mean, it's not just kind of goofy no. uh, comedy. You know, well, he's wrote, written, I think, three successful novels as well. So. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Well, that's great. Yeah. So, Tom, so where where are you booking now? Well, 
right now, the only only uh, series that I'm curating a ticketed scene is uh, this summer we did a uh, like a ten show or twelve show series up at Hallcrest Vineyards in Felton, and uh, we had some great players. Uh, Albert Lee played the great Dave Stamey, who's one of the great singer-songwriters in America right now and also writes novels. Um, he's a contemporary cowboy singer mm. and very, very popular among the, you know, the cowboy and poetry uh, festivals and stuff. He's right. tremendous. And um, Michael Glazian uh, played with um, uh, Michael, the great bass, bass player, Manring. Manring. Um, and... So we did the series in the summer, and I I book the um, the Friday and Saturday night dance bands up at uh, at uh, Joe's Bar in Boulder Creek. They're not ticketed shows, mm -hmm. but great bands, all different kinds of music. They're coming, folks are coming from all over the Bay Area. Um, in fact, yeah, <laughs> go for it. I I've got. Uh, I'll give you <laughs> give me the an example of who's coming here soon. Let's see this weekend. Uh, Sharon Allen, uh, Joe Jester and Friends is on Friday, and then Sharon Allen in the Dusty Whoa. Blues. Oh, they're great! Dusty Inst Blues. Instead of the Dusty Boots. Oh wow! Dusty Blues. It's it, when she does her Joe's annual Christmas party. It's the Dusty Blues. Oh, that oh. Good show. Oh man, yeah. What? When's that? And and she knows how to play the blues. Let me tell you, we oh, we God, did a show one seven. time with BB King at the Civic Auditorium, and and we had Sharon open up for BB oh, really? King. Oh no joke. Yeah. And uh, and he the second time or the other time BB King played, uh, it was Guitar Shorty that 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 opened up. Then next week we got the Trolley Drops Christmas Extravaganza. Peter, um, that's uh, oldies, folks, classic rock and jazz standards written with a Christmas twist. And then the uh, uh, alternative Zen Blues Trial uh, is Friday, December fifteenth. Cougar on Leash. It is the next weekend. Um, is is the next day on Saturday, December sixteenth, and it goes on and on. Red Horse is playing Serious Condition, and then New Year's Eve is with Quinn Becker and friends, mm -hmm. uh, a wonderful young band. And mm -hmm. uh, that's great. That sounds like sounds like a great lineup for Joe's. Yeah, yeah, and it's a great place to play. It's a fun place. Uh, the the music's been going on there long before I arrived. And they've established this great music scene, and people just the 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 audience loves to dance. The staff's wonderful. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I played up there a bunch of times with when I think Barry was booking. Barry Tanner. Yeah, Barry Tanner. Yeah, and I know you've you guys have got uh, you've got what do you got? You got Chuck Brodsky. You got well, oh yeah, Coyote Moon. Go yeah, uh, Coyote Moon this Friday. And then uh, Steve has an in independent show. Mike Beck is playing there on Saturday. Uh, you want to talk about that, Steve? Go for it. Uh, Mike Beck's coming. He's like, it, it's looking like it's a good show. This, um, this Saturday? This Saturday. Yeah. Cool. Solo. Uh, and he's played that before in my series, but this one is independent. Uh, he must have liked Steve better than he liked me. <laughs> <laughs> There's another outstanding cowboy singer. and Yeah. Uh, but I tell you, we have it, the Chuck Brodsky thing you mentioned. It, it is on my flyer here, but it is a snazzy show. It's just being run there, and I'm co-sponsoring it. Uh, so 
In in fact, tickets have to go through Snazzy for that one. Okay. It doesn't say that on the flyer, but it's true. You don't then, have to be from Philadelphia. <laughs> you don't have to be from Philadelphia. No. <laughs> and we got people, uh, Pepino D'Agostino coming on Friday the 26th. A local band, Goat Hill Girls, in, in uh, February. Basically, they are side saddle playing other than bluegrass oh. <laughs> and more old time. I mean, uh, are you saying the same the same group of side saddle musicians? They, it's that group has had a oh. variety of personnel, and so does the Goat Hill Girls. I think that was like the second but, song I played today, yeah. or maybe the yeah. third song I played today was side saddle. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then uh, Paul Cam and Eleanor McDonald. Um, I know Tom knows them and has had them. Uh, Rachel Goodman, Steve Palazzo. Yep, that'd be good. Curtis show. and Loretta. You like Curtis oh, and Loretta? Yeah, don't you? Curtis and Loretta. Yeah, from they're from uh, Min, uh, Minnesota. But they met on the beach in Santa Cruz. They met on the beach in Santa Cruz uh-huh. originally. Wow. So they're very straightforward, traditional folk, except that they write a lot of the songs, so they're mostly original. That's great. And um, uh, then we're going to have a, we're going to have a. a, a, a Banjo Extravaganza in May. Right. A guy called Benny Blue, who is from upstate New York. A local guy uh, here, Banjo Dan. Banjo Dan. Oh, yeah, sure. And I think I'm going to ask Allison to round, Allison Steele, to round that out. So we oh, have three banjos on oh, stage. That would be, be great. No, and, uh, no accordions? Uh, if they want to bring <laughs> them, fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Steve should tell us more about the history of the Ugly Mug and what other things he does there. Yeah. Because it's, oh, it's other a things? community. I didn't, I didn't know he does other things. It's really a community support place. Well, it's here. I, I didn't know about any of this stuff. Well, it seems like I just kind of show up and make coffee. But apparently I'm also doing things just like reaching out to the community and um, allowing uh, whether it's – I'm still learning this music thing, allowing – figuring out what it works to get people in smaller groups um a venue uh we've done lots of re- lots of community support whether it's giving coffee to organizations whether it's having uh right now we have monterey bay horsemanship uh a horse program for challenged adults and they're doing an art show it's amazing mm-hmm. art up there uh, re- generally reaching out, I want to be supportive of the community because we're there to make it possible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he has a long run open mic there. Uh, oh, yeah. When did that start? I guess I do that open mic thing. Yeah, uh, you guess. <laughs> it was before Dick, so it must have been like in the 90s we started doing open mic um, and uh, late 90s. M- many of my employees would be one and be like, we want to do the open mic. So they let do, do that. We, we had different hosts over the years and then it fell upon me to be a host. And it's one of the best things that happens on Monday. That's great. We have three hours of, of again, sitting and listening room music. But not just music. You have, poetry. You have, you have poetry. Sometimes it borders on polemics, but. <laughs> not and much comedy. No, it's a hard room for comedy. But some um, people got their start there. I believe John Craigie did. Oh, but really good. Serious? Muffin. Are you serious? Open mic. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. John Craigie? Yes. Mean, at the Ugly Mug? At the Ugly Mug. Wow. But there's also really wow. good coffee and muffins and, yeah. and breakfast burritos. Absolutely. And, uh, I do like that coffee. Yeah. <laughs> and they have weird things like, well, weird to me, they have um, one, once a month or every two weeks, my wife said she's going to go to this, Bitch and Stitch. 
Oh yeah, there was too much <laughs> too much stitching, not enough stitching. We had to get that out. Oh. <laughs> we can't say that. Oh, you can say that. Of course you can. <laughs> but what's the, what's the stitching book. part? Is it sewing? Oh, uh, it? it was craft night, but mm. it 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 comes and goes. Open mic has gone, has come and mm. stayed, but the craft nights weren't so big. It's hard to open again or stay open late for an event. Right. Um, and you don't have any plans for karaoke, right? I try not to, but there are people that show, and uh, musicians, it's a lot of work to be playing an instrument and singing and having a stage presence. So I can understand when you have music and you can sing, and that's pretty awesome too. Yeah, yeah. Um, do bluegrass karaoke. Bluegrass karaoke, go. yes. Bluegrass karaoke, there you go. It, it's, <laughs> It'll be more successful than throat singer karaoke, but <laughs> only if they can hit the high notes properly. <laughs> hey, well, I got I got two more two more for you here. So let's 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 do this. Here's uh, Rachel Goodman and Michael Gaither. Hi, this is Rachel Goodman, a longtime programmer at many radio stations around the country and here in Santa Cruz. And I'd like to thank Andy's guests, Tom Miller and all the other folks there, for keeping the music alive as in a live setting. Without that, uh, so many artists would not have a place to play in front of wonderful Santa Cruz audiences. And we love the synergy that's gone on all these years between radio and live performance. So keep up the good work, guys. Bring us wonderful music, and we really appreciate it. Hey, everyone. This is Michael Gaither. I think on Andy's show today, you've got three of the biggest music supporters in the county. Uh, Steve Volk from The Ugly Mug, who turns his cafe into a venue several times a month. And it's booked by Dick Brundle. It's an amazing series, a great place to see a show. And I've been fortunate enough to, to I think, play their series almost every season in the 18 years they've been doing it. Also there in the, in the room, I think, is, is Tom Miller, who's been booking music probably longer than most of us listening have been playing, dating back from... I believe uh, O.T. Prices and uh, Don Quixote's and Henflings and Michael's on Main and now Joe's Bar. Uh, and I'm probably forgetting a few venues along the way. But uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for all the support, gentlemen. And there you go. A couple more fans. You know, that that, that kind of segues into a couple of things that, that make this a very special market in, in Santa Cruz. Um, first of all, you know, the the being in a college town, all the baby boomers that grew up here, but they're the foundation. But all these young bands keep coming up and developing uh, younger and younger followings. And, and there's so much going on now in music in Santa Cruz. It's as vibrant of a scene as when I first moved here in the, in the 70s. And what really, in a large way, made a Santa Cruz music scene work was the the media we have really good uh you know newspapers in town over the years like the good times in the in the metro before it and and there was a there's been so many of them the the san lorenzo valley post right yeah, now julie is, horner it, hey, is, shout out to is julie just horner. awesome and but also the radio stations and uh not only did you have k fat and k pig which played an enormous enormous part of it, but all the public radio stations because they played so much music from all over the world kusp kzse kkup and at the time kazu we had four of them when i first started that were broadcasting into santa cruz and the djs were there's so much so much 
I didn't know anything about the blues until Charlie Lang mm. from from uh, who's here he, at, at K Squid. He, he's here at at, at, at K Squid, and he was at KUSP, mm. and he's one oh, of the nice world-renowned experts on the blues. And mm -hmm. he, you know, he was the the one that kept bringing me the, all these great blues acts, cool. and of course Lee Hill in in bluegrass, Johnny Simmons in all the jukebox country stuff. Uh, it, I could go on and on. Steve Hathaway over at KKUP with Western Swing. There's all these great DJs that that have made a huge difference, and of course the people of Santa Cruz. That you know, it's such a pleasure to book here because you can book all kinds of music from all over the world, whether it's a polka band from Minnesota or a bluegrass <laughs> band from Kentucky or it's, uh, Cajun bands from the Bio or uh, you know Celtic bands from Ireland. It's th this community supports it all. Thank you. Hey, well, thank you, gentlemen. I, I'm going to have to kick you out because i got to get ready to let this next guy come in. And by the way, we've got uh, Michael Bryan coming in today, subbing for Lonnie Bandauer today So on Don't Fence Me In. So, ah, okay. so uh, but thanks so much for being here today, taking time to come join us. And um, really just thanks a lot for all, all the things that you guys have done for us musicians. Really well, thank you, Andy. Thank you, Andy. Thank you so much, Andy. Okay, we'll we'll catch you down the road. Well, there you go. Good. We're gonna just get back and start playing some music here. So here we go. Here's uh, what we're we gonna do. How about uh, how about some Van Morrison? <laughs> 